this is Base Layer, brought to you by Arca. I'm your host, David Nage. This is Base Layer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. Welcome back to Base Layer. This is David, and this is your new episode with Leighton Cusack, the co-founder of Pool Together. Pool Together is a project within the ecosystem that has captured a lot of mind share. People are very interested in the project. And so it was great to have Leighton come on and talk about what they're doing. And so Pool Together is an Ethereum application that makes saving money as fun as a game. There's this idea of a pool and a lottery. And that one of the things that they're trying to address is that over $80 billion are spent on lottery tickets each year in North America alone. At the same time, 40% of Americans do not have $400 of cash saved. And so how can something like Pull Together help that? And so we talked a lot about that. We talked about how these things work. And so how one who does not know how to use these applications can go onto their site can get Ethereum and convert it to DAI, and then how that you can start getting earning interest with compound finance, a relationship they have there, and just all the kind of the fundamentals of how this actual system works. And there are different pieces and there are different interoperability uh, protocols that are working together at the same time. And so we talked about that. We talked about the roadmap going forward into 2020, making the UI and UX a lot easier. We talked about where they are today in terms of how much money has been deposited on there. And we talked about the lotteries that are going on every single week. Um, And so this is a great conversation to understand why so many people are talking about this. The overall interest on this, as I said, has been through the roof. And so remember, nothing on base layer is investment advice. So please do your own research. And on the flip side, you're going to hear an amazing conversation with Leighton Cusack, the co-founder of Pull Together. Enjoy. This is David, and this is your new episode of Base Layer. I have Leighton Cusack, the co-founder of Pool Together. Hey, Leighton, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. So as I told Leighton, and I've been telling a lot of people, over the course of the last month and a half or two months, there isn't a person within digital assets, within blockchain and crypto, that is not talking about Pool Together. Uh, it seems that everyone is talking about it. It seems that you have created something that has a lot of people excited uh, great investors, great other founders. I've spoken to other founders and they have said, oh, you got to speak to Leighton at, at Pulled Together. So I wanted to find out what the heck you guys have done. And so taking a look at your at the site and taking a look at the platform, it is really cool. And you have done something very exciting. And so before we get into Pulled Together, um, what we'd like to do uh, with guests that come on the show is talk a little bit about your background how you came to this world of distributed and decentralized systems, how you came to this world of blockchains and digital assets. And so if you could give us a little bit of a general background about yourself before Pull Together. And what we'd like to do is really kind of focus in on when the moment was that you said, okay, distributed and decentralized technology, protocols, Ethereum, other things that are happening out there, Bitcoin, really kind of resonated with you and said, okay, this is, I want to build something here that's meaningful. It's not your when Bitcoin moment per se, but what about it and kind of when did you realize that it was something that you really wanted to work with? Yeah. Um, well, first off, thanks for the introduction and all the kind words and encouragement. Um, I hope we can live up to the hype on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, my just real quick, my professional background is kind of software entrepreneurship. So I've done one other startup that I was co-founder and CEO of for seven years in the fintech space, not blockchain. 
Um, but for me, I think that's a really great question. I like, I like the specificity of it. Um, I think I really started the, the time when I was like, I really want to build something on Ethereum specifically, um, was probably right around, um, late 2018, late 2018 would have been, would have been the time. And I, for me, Nick Sabo's writings on, um, social scalability. So basically the really quick summary of that is this idea that as it becomes less costly to intermediate relationships, you can build more complex social structures on top of, um, on top of the software that you use to intermediate relationships. So Nick Sabo is an early, um, or, you know, big voice in, in kind of the crypto community and his writings on social scalability were big, uh, kind of epiphany for me. And then also just seeing, um, the Ethereum network as really a, a kind of canvas to make new economic software on, you know, to build, to build totally new primitives for how we can relate to each other economically. Those were kind of maybe the two things that really got me excited about Ethereum. Interesting. So this is 2018. And so Ethereum had been around for a little while. And I guess it was a lot of people I've noticed that I've spoken to about this, they kind of wanted to have that waiting period, you know, waiting on the sidelines, waiting to see the protocol mature, waiting for the tooling to get a little bit better. Is that kind of what happened with you too? Did you see it earlier on in versions and maybe you said, okay, it needs to mature a little bit or was it, you know, how, was, how were you observing the overall ecosystem and the, and the development? Yeah. Well, so I got, you know, when I, I first purchased like, um, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum in late 2016. So that's just to give you, you know, late 2018 was when I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to be building something on this. Mm-hmm. But late 2016 is when I kind of just got into it. Um, and I would say it, it wasn't so much that I was waiting. It was more that just personally, it didn't line up with my life. I, I was still doing this other company, Kindred, and I didn't leave that until um, early 2018. I took mm-hmm. some time off. Um, I, I actually sort of... Um, I don't like the attitude of like, we need to wait. Like, I don't think we do need to wait. And I think that, I think that all we really need is some people who aren't willing to wait. Mm. And, um, I think that I, I get that skepticism and I think it's like well-informed and can be rationally argued, but I am not interested in, in like participating in that skepticism. I'm much more interested in saying like, well, let's just figure this out because it's so obvious that this is so much better right. than, um, what's out there right now. Interesting. And you brought up Kindred. I'm curious. I wanted to talk a little bit about this. There's this mission statement or mantra uh, that you guys had there, unleashed generosity. And in the world that we're entering today, we seem to be highly focused on kind of the tenets of ESG, environmental, social governance. We seem to be really focused on things that are much more better for society. Um, I'm curious, in terms of unleashed generosity, what was that all about and kind of how did that come about? Yeah, so the basic um, thesis for that startup was that uh, people want to be generous, but oftentimes they don't actually, and when I'm talking about generosity, I'm talking about financial generosity, donating money. But oftentimes they don't actually donate their money because when it comes time to do the transactions, like actually, you know, physically input your credit card or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's really difficult to do. And it's kind of like a subpar user experience. And so our thesis was, was basically, if we can make it a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable for people to have the tech, the technology for people to donate a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable, then we would actually increase the total amount of money that's given. 
Hmm. So it's not like a zero sum, just redirecting it to other organizations, but we'd actually right. increase the total amount. Um, and that just came from kind of a, a lifelong personal passion of um, wanting to uh, help people experience generosity and wanting people just believing that's like a really important part of a, of a um, full living experience. Super interesting. So that actually ties into where we're going with this. So the idea of more frictionless UI and UX making it easier for people to actually use things to do the things that they want to accomplish. So Pooled Together is an Ethereum application that makes saving money as fun as a game. By the way, I I love that. Simple as it is because gamification, especially I've said this many times on the show before, we had Andy Dalton on a few weeks ago. We were talking about gaming as it relates to blockchains. Over 2 billion people play games all throughout the world. And if you have children, you see them playing games. They're very sophisticated. I had a bunch of kids over for my son's sleepover party, his birthday party this weekend. They were all playing Fortnite. I was just watching them and seeing how that happens and what they were doing. They all know how to do it. They have no training, no tutorials. They just know how to do it. Um, And so I love that. So talk about, you know, kind of the ethos and exactly, you know, give someone who might not necessarily understand what you've built, give them a quick understanding of what you've built so far. And then we're going to go into the who, the why, the why, a lot of the kind of the intrinsic and the fundamentals of how you've all done this. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So I'll say two things on that. One, um, you know, we broadly think of the current financial tools available to people as being either very boring, but, um, economically healthy. So these are like your index funds, your 401ks, right? They're designed by economists. They make sense on paper, but they're really boring to use. Or they're very fun, but they destroy your wealth. And so this would be like lotteries and um, sports betting. And you may even look at like aggressive option trading that way, right? Um, and so we want to really um, live at the intersection of those two things, try and bring those worlds together and say, how can we create a product that is actually economically healthy for people to use, but also takes human psychology seriously and is, and is fun and is fun to use. So that's, that's a high conceptual level, how I talk about pool together, mm-hmm. um, to bring it down a little bit more, um, pool together is, is a, uh, version of a prize link savings account that's been built on the blockchain. And, you know, a lot of people in the United States aren't aware of prize link savings, but it's a very, very popular type of financial product where you essentially, it's a savings account with zero um, yield, zero APR return, but you have a chance to win a um, outsized prize um, based on how much money you put into the savings account. So these are most popular in the UK and they're known as premium bonds. Um, In the UK, there's over $100 billion in premium bonds. and so it's an incredibly popular financial product. The basic value proposition is you save your money. Every dollar you save, you have a chance to win a prize. And if, even if you don't win, you get all your money back. Um, and so what we've done, though, by putting it on the blockchain is we believe we've really made it like 10 times better than the existing um, alternatives in, in kind of the, uh, the, the standard fiat world. And um, yeah, and, and so that's, that's, that's why we, we feel really strongly about uh, pool together. Got it. And so I want to talk a little bit more about um, this idea that you guys, I've kind of speculated that you, in a way, are actually helping the underbanked. About 25% of U.S. households are underbanked or unbanked um, based on a survey by the FDIC that was around 2017. Over $80 billion are spent on lottery tickets each year in, in North America alone. 
And at the same time, 40% of Americans do not have $400 of cash saved. So in essence, if you were really to kind of boil it down, does pull together really aim to help the underbanked and the underbanked and the unbanked? Yeah, that's definitely our goal, right? And we're, I would also say we're definitely not really doing that right now, right? Like it's sort of, um, right, like when, when, when Elon Musk was doing Tesla, right? His goal was like, his goal was like clean energy, right? But his first thing was like, make the most expensive sports car, right? <laughs> and we're at that make the most expensive sports car stage, not in the sense that we have an expensive product, the product's free, but in the sense of it's, it's a very niche audience that's actually using it right now. Um, but it's a 100% necessary step to get to our ultimate mission and vision, which is to um, help people achieve financial health and particularly financial mobility. Right. So let's get into it. Let's, you know, let's take people through the the kind of the journey of going on, pulled together, and they're actually playing with it and they're working with it. So the earning interest when you join a pool um, and the relationship with Compound, Compound is one of the DeFi companies on there. The opportunity, you know, you know, if Rob Lesher is listening, you're more than welcome to come on. Um, you know, talk to us. Talk to us about the earning interest in the pool, and then we're going to talk about where the interest is held. Um, I think this is really interesting. So, again, let's before we get into that, let's again let's imagine that someone does not know about these types of tools. They go on your site, which I did a few days ago, and they are immediately taken to MetaMask, um, and they have to have Ethereum in there, and then that Ethereum then gets swapped to die using Uniswap. Um, again, Hayden, you're more than welcome to come on the show too, because I want you on here. Um, and so talk to us just about the kind of the nuts and bolts, the actual process of going on there. And then let's talk about things like interest that's earned in the pool and the relationship with compound. But from the onset, imagine someone you're talking to today is listening right now. They've never gone to pull together. They want to see what you've built, walk them through the process. Yeah, that's great. Um, and and just for the audience, it is it is getting a lot easier. And even like when this episode releases, we should have um, some things implemented to make the wallet creation and purchasing process a little bit easier. Um, so to start at a at a pretty high level, the the way the system works is um, there's a prize every week, uh, once a week on Friday. Um, right now, there's about a million dollars that has been deposited into the pool. So that's money that's being saved. And there's that, that's by about 3,000 people. So those, that million dollars over a week yields a prize of about $1,500. So that's kind of the, the general mechanics. So if you want to join, you would go to pooltogether.com and you need um, uh, three things to join. One is you need a, a crypto wallet. And there's lots of different ones. There's Coinbase wallet, there's MetaMask, et cetera. But you need something to store your cryptocurrency in. And then the second thing is you would need... Um, Ethereum, a little bit of Ethereum, and that's what you use to pay the um, transaction fees to the Ethereum network. Those don't go to us. And then the third thing is you essentially need a digital US dollar. And so um, the one that we support that's most popular is, is DAI. There's also USDC. Those are two different types of digital US dollars. And the important thing to know about those is they're like the opposite of Bitcoin, right? Where Bitcoin goes up and down in price all the time. These um, DAI and USDC are cryptocurrencies that are specifically designed to always stay one-to-one -one value to U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's those three things are what you need. And if you have those things, you can come to our site and you can um, join at any time. You can withdraw your money at any time. It's 100% um, permissionless in that sense. 
Right. And so you go there, you do the process, as I said, you know, because obviously I've been at this for a little bit longer than people out there that might be listening. So you go through the process, you have Ethereum, you do it right there, you swap it for die, and then you deposit, you buy tickets. There is there is that distinguishing, it's called tickets, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So each each uh, ticket is one die and each or one dollar, one digital dollar, either die or USDC. Mm-hmm. And um, your chances to win are directly proportional to the amount of tickets you have. So, right. you know, there's a million dollars right now. If you bought 100,000 tickets, if you put $100,000 uh, in, you'd have a one in 10 chance of winning each week. And of course, you would never lose. You could take your money out whenever you wanted to. Right. And so let's talk about the interest that is earned on that. Um, and again, the relationship with Compound. Talk to us about that. So say someone is very adventurous. They want to put $100,000 into this thing. And so they get that 10 to 1 odds um, and they're going to be earning interest. Talk about that. Yeah. So um, all of the money, as soon as it's deposited, goes directly into Compound Finance. And Compound Finance is another Ethereum app that is a, um, it's a money market protocol. Basically, it is a it's a way to generate yield on digital assets um, through a um, over it's over collateralized lending market and I guess the reason I'm emphasizing over collateralized is that there is not at least in kind of the normal run of operations there's no default risk right so when the way that we're earning interest we're not going and loaning it to a specific individual party it's essentially just going into a fully liquid money market where it can be withdrawn at any time. And where the borrowers on the other side of that money market have to actually put into escrow more collateral than they're withdrawing in order to participate in it. And at first, that might sound like crazy. Like, why would anyone put in more collateral than they're borrowing? But the reason is because there's different types of digital assets that Compound supports. And so some people want to deposit one type and then take out a different type. And so that's how the, um, the Compound money market protocol works. And so you can go to Compound Finance. That's their website. And you can see this all for yourself. But when you interact with Pool Together, you don't, you don't, you don't ever see Compound. But on the back end, that's what's happening. That's how the interest is generated. Right. And I'm guessing that the interest is held uh, via Compound's protocol on on chain. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is technically all the all the stable coins that are deposited actually are going into Compound. And um, Pool Together is uh, when someone de- withdraws, Pool Together is basically calling back to Compound and saying, "Return that money." Okay. And so having, you know, as I said before, you know, played with it and, you know, just starting to get started with myself, you know, as you mentioned, there is a roadmap for the UI and UX to improve. And so let's talk about that. What is your roadmap this year? As as I mentioned to everyone who's listening right now, Pulled Together is something that has caught the attention of this entire ecosystem over the last month and a half to two months. I know that, you know, Leighton and his team have probably been at this, you know, they've been at this for a while. They've been at this for over a year and a half now, but it's caught on like wildfire. A lot of people are are following it. So I'm sure you have a roadmap for 2020 about UI and UX and some other things. What does that look like? Yeah. So the super short-term roadmap, the next like couple months is, um, yeah, on UI UX is basically two things. One is integrating a smart contract wallet. And that's super technical, but basically all that means is that you have a wallet you can use without needing to download an app or install a browser extension. It's a wallet that you can use if you go on your iPhone in Safari or if you go on your home computer. It it basically um, makes the wallet creation process much more simple. 
And then the other thing is integrated um, conversion ramps. And again, that's like a jargon word, but all that means is that when you go to pool together, you can um, literally just like enter your credit or debit card information to buy your first um, USDC or die and put it into the pool. So you don't have to, you know, go to Coinbase and sign up for Coinbase and, 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 you know, do that whole process and then transfer it. You can literally just do it on the site. So those are the two things from a UI UX perspective that we think are super important. And then the other thing is, um, this isn't UI UX, but our other big focus is um, basically allowing people to um, link their tickets together mm-hmm. so that they essentially can then choose like what risk reward profile they want, right? So if you want to have like a really small chance to win the prize, but it's going to be a huge prize, then you can go all on your own. That would be like the person who won last week only had 10 tickets and they won $1,600. So that was a great return, right? But um but we also know that a lot of people want to sit, want a much higher chance to win. And so we're enabling those people to link their tickets together. And so we think that's a really important part of what will help this grow is to enable people to choose what risk return profile they want. And so I'm curious, we didn't necessarily talk about this, but as I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about what people might want to know, so say, you know, I win or someone who's listening to this, you know, over the next few days decides to, you know, test it out and they win. Um, and they win the, the lottery for the week, which is usually around, you said like $1,500 USD equivalent of diet, correct? Can, have you been noticing over the course of the last few weeks that you've been running these, are people cashing out immediately or are they, are they buying tickets with it and just kind of redistributing back into the pool? Um, yeah, it's mostly the latter. So the way the system works actually is if you win, you don't have to do anything. It just automatically your winnings will convert to tickets and be added to your account. And so you'll have an even higher chance of winning again. Um, and that, that also, so that's, that's actually a really common question we get. So it's good to talk about that. The other thing it's good to talk about is you don't have to like re-enter for each, each week. When, once you put your money in, you're eligible for each week's prize, just going into perpetuity until you withdraw it. So the system is designed so that it can be sort of set it and forget it, right? You could put a hundred, hundred dot die in, get a hundred tickets, and then you could check back in a year. And if you had one, you would just see them there and you could withdraw them. Um, and so in general, that's what people do. They, they keep it in. Um, I actually just ran these stats yesterday. So over the first 50 days, um, uh, I think it was a 85% of, uh, it was an 85% retention rate over 50 days. So mm-hmm. 85% of people who were in the pool 50 days ago are still in the pool today. All right. Because at the end of the day, as you mentioned before, they're earning interest while that die is in that pool, correct? Well, <clears throat> no, not really. No, okay. no. The, the interest is what's funding the prize. Oh, so okay. they are not. So if you would want, if you want to just earn straight interest, then you would want to just go to compound finance directly. And many of our users do that. They, they, they use both, right? They'll mm-hmm. use pool together and they also, um, they also will put money in compound finance too. And so um, one of the questions I also wanted to ask you is about interoperability. As I mentioned, you're working with compound, you in- incorporate with the Uniswap. How easy or difficult would you say it is today to work with other blockchain based protocols and applications right now to build something like this? It seems that you were able to do this, you know, in relatively decent amount of time. Yeah, I would say it's a lot easier than it's. I would say it's it's, it's quite easy. I mean, there is there's specific um, domain knowledge that you have to have, right? Like you know, the development languages of um, of Ethereum are different than a lot of the development languages that like Facebook uses, right? They're not mm-hmm. the same. So there are specific things you have to know. But if you have that knowledge, 
um, it is very easy to integrate because of the permissionless nature of the Ethereum ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's not like um, a web 2.0. It's not like integrating with a Facebook or Twitter where they decide what you have access to and what you can't. Everything's on the blockchain. Everything's public. Everything is um, integratable. Right. And so we talked about this before we started uh, the show, but the idea of governance and moving to more of a decentralized kind of organization, having it run on smart contracts. Can you talk to people more about that? Because that is a very large narrative going to 2020 where founders are really wanting to push this idea of having the project be run by the the nodes, the validators, the people that are actually participating, you know, to actually make these things work. So can you talk more about that? Yeah, for sure. So it's, um, yeah, it's almost, you know, for people who aren't familiar with how the crypto world kind of works, it's, it can be very confusing at first, but basically the, the, this contracts, the core of the system of pool together is, um, is a hundred percent open sourced and, um, and, uh, and we don't hold the copyright to it. So it exists. Anyone can go online. They can look at it. Anyone can, can copy it and anyone could spin up their own version of pool together. Um, and you know, the only, the only kind of like moat we have, right. Is the amount of money that's in the pool together contract. So the only thing stopping someone from doing that, there's nothing stopping some, someone from doing that. But the only reason someone might not be successful in directly copying pool together is because they might not have the money in the contracts to, you know, get the economies of scale to work. Um, and so, you know, pool together, the U S company that we have is solely devoted to operating the, the front end interface for um, <clears throat> that that we currently have, which is hosted at pooltogether.com. But the contracts that are the that are the what you would call the protocol, the pool together protocol, that is 100% open source. And our vision is that in the future there will be many different front ends that you could use to access that pool together protocol. And it would not just be you know the pooltogether.com interface that the team here is running. So decentralizing the protocol means <clears throat> making sure the protocol can run without any um, external people needing to kind of um, interact with it. And it also means um, it also means building an ecosystem where there's a whole bunch of different people or different ways to interact with the same core system um, under, underneath it. And it, the last thing I'll say in this, you know, a good example, again, is compound finance. So, you know, we're using compound finance to generate um, interest, but there's also other applications like um, Dharma is one or Linen app is another one. And these are ones that are also using compound finance. So it's many different interfaces into one protocol. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, we would see the pool together protocol as having many different interfaces into it. And so as we're talking about smart contracts and we're talking about how that, you know, the governance procedures, the last thing I wanted to talk about was security. And so if people are putting assets onto this thing. They want to make sure that everything is copacetic, that there's some sort of kind of guidance or coverage or that things are being reviewed. And so I also see that you're working with Quantstamp and Open Zeppelin. So can you tell us what they do for you? Yeah, so Quantstamp and Open Zeppelin are uh, professional third-party independent security auditors. And what they do is they do very rigorous auditing of <clears throat> the contract codes, which the, the smart contracts, the open source smart contracts, that's the code that defines how the money you put into pool together gets used and stored. So if there was an exploit in that code, potentially, depending on what that exploit is, the money could be taken. Um, and so obviously, you know, 
we we do all of our own te- testing, and then additionally, we also um, pay large sums of money for these these different firms to also audit this to make sure that there are no exploits that the money could be taken. Additional to those auditors, we also um, have a bug bounty program, which just means if someone does find a bug, then we will pay them a large amount of money um, to report it to us rather rather than exploiting it. So that's uh, that covers the the you know the <clears throat> the smart contract security as it relates to potential bugs in the code. Right. Again, fascinating to see the maturation of that. You know, people have always asked, well, do we need to have, you know, all the regulations? Do we need to have oversight? And yes, we do. We've seen instances where Quadriga and other places have been susceptible. But I think it's really interesting where a project like yours is taking the extra steps to ensure veracity, to ensure that assets are safe, to ensure that smart contracts are audited, to ensure that your code is working correctly. You know, these are the things that, you know, I've always, you know, kind of asked founders and the general ecosystem over the last few years to do because we don't necessarily, I don't think that we need to have the heavy hand of Big Brother to kind of do that. I think if if founders like yourselves can actually go above and beyond and do those types of things, I think that really should provide a lot more uh, kind of safety. And, you know, in turn, people should feel a little bit better about what, you're, what you've been putting together. So really happy that you've been doing that. And I think that speaks volumes about you as a founder and the team. And so, yeah, well, let me just start, just, just say one thing, just at, at work, cause we're on the topic and I want to say it really clearly. Don't put all your money in pool together. Right. Um, like it, this is still a very new product in the grand scheme of things. And it's built on top of other new products, right? Ethereum itself is fairly new, um, die, um, compound, et cetera. And, um, so I just want to, I just wanted to make sure I said that. And, and we disclose a lot of information on our blog. And if you go to the bottom of our website, there's a, there's a uh, thing that says audits and a, t- a tag that says also security. And so, you know, you can do research on this, but, um, but yes, I, I, we, we do take security very, very seriously and spend a lot of money on it. But I also just want to ha- say very authentically um, in the grand scheme of things, these are still very new products. And again, I think that speaks volumes. Again, a founder in this space who's not saying, oh, put all of your money into this thing. No, it's actually, we all understand that these things are still new and that it is technology and that you have to be careful. And so, you know, you echo, uh, I remember Jeremy Welch Casa about a year ago uh, talking to a bunch of investors and saying, you know, do not put a lot of money into this. You know, it's still very new and it's, you can play with it and you can start using it and you can start getting some benefit from it, but do not put too much into it right now. And I agree with you. And I think that's really important to highlight. Um so the other things that we like to do with guests on Base Layer is get a little bit into your mind. And it's basically two different inputs that we hopefully get time to do and enjoy. The first is reading. Anything that you've read recently, books or articles, anything that resonated with you could be crypto-related, non-crypto-related, and then any music that you listen yeah. to. Yeah, that's that's super fun. So um, I'll give a shout out. I will say Nick Sabo, right? Um, just because I mentioned his his blog post. He, he has a blog post. I can't even remember the title. I don't know if it is the title's just social scalability, but it's just about how kind of again the reduction in uh, intermediating trust helps social relationships form. And so um, I would really recommend Nick Sabo's blog. That's influenced me a lot. And then the book I'm reading just finishing right now is called uh, The Body Keeps the Score, which is a really interesting, it's kind of New York Times bestseller mm. about um, 
the, the relationship between your kind of mental, emotional state and your, and your physical body. And so that's been great. Um, and then uh, I've actually been listening to, um, for music, I've been listening a lot to the uh, Sunday Service Choir, which is kind of the new Kanye West uh, collaboration. And it's really, really good music. So that's, mm. that's, that's where I've been. Shout out to Kanye interesting who is a bitcoiner if i'm not mistaken so um maybe we can also get him on the show um the last thing that we'd like to do um and we've already talked about it a lot but to highlight where can people learn more about pool together where can they start using it just give them a shout out to let them know where they can go yeah so i would say you just pool together.com is a website you can you can go there and i would say you know give it a try um start with with five or one dollar or ten or ten dollars something like that and then, um, yeah, if you do, if you do, if you are really excited about it and you want to put in um, a lot more money, then again, like there's a lot of resources on the website that disclose kind of what those risks would be, but also, um, feel free to contact us. We, we, we try to really handhold people. Um, and we're really passionate about helping people get started who have no experience in crypto. So you can email support at pooltogether.com or contact us, um, through our website and we'd be happy to help. Awesome. This was Leighton Cusack, the co-founder of Pool Together. As I said from the onset, a project that has gotten the attention of a lot of people out there. Um, and they're really onto something quite special. So check it out. Reach out to them. Test it out if you get a chance. Uh, and hopefully we can have you back on the show, Leighton, to catch up in a few months and see how things are going. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, David. For more notes from this past episode about our guest, please go to www.ar.ca slash base layer. Nothing stated on this podcast should be taken as investment advice, which would require a thorough assessment of each investor's personal financial profile and risk tolerance. Statements regarding past performance are not necessarily indicative of future returns. If you like what you're listening to on base layer, let us know. Subscribe, give us a like, or hit us up on Twitter, Arca at Arca, or myself, David Nage at DavidJN79. Let us know, and we'd love to obviously hear from you. For additional resources to help sophisticated listeners like yourself learn about the digital asset space and the financial terms you understand, please visit www.ar.ca for articles, market commentary, videos, and more.